Hey everyone, welcome. Uh, today we've got Sean Dubé. Welcome. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here, Nico. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be. Yeah, here. this is going to be a good time. We've been building this up for a bit now. Um, I think it's a lot better. I I told you this uh, over the phone, but I think a, a big thing about these podcasts is that they don't start cold. Um, and a big thing is that I did was every time I would I would text the person I'm gonna have the uh, episode with, but then we don't actually con like converse until we have the first Zoom interaction, and that's yeah. when the podcast is probably gonna happen. So we'll end up yeah. in a lot of cases it'll be we'll schedule let's say for six o'clock, um, mm -hmm. and we'll talk for two hours sometimes three hours and then the podcast starts and then there's just no there's no like momentum there you know and you just you just uh you almost tire yourself out doing that so i think it was a lot better having like i've done this with the last a couple um episodes where i can actually have a few conversations with you so we clear the groundwork of like hey how are you you know we catch up make making sense of life for a little bit and then we, you know, lay the groundwork of scheduling and making sure we got timing and all that shit. And, and then we talk, we pick, pick something that we'll talk about, even though this is like a conversation and it just kind of, again, sets the groundwork for what we can uh, choose to focus on. But from there, it just kind of leads into whatever it wants to be. So I'm happy we're doing it this way and I'm happy you're on, you're on this journey with me. Yeah, brother. I mean, we've probably had like three FaceTimes or something before. Yeah, yes, absolutely. And you know, we talked a lot about it and, you know, we had guess, put out some ideas that we mm -hmm. wanted to to explore. And yeah, honestly, like, yeah, this is the first time honestly, I've really prepared for a, for a podcast. So, uh, you know, you know, I do some podcasts and I just kind of invite the person and I just ask them questions like I don't really plan it before. So, oh really so it's kind of it's like uh what is it like what's the word something of consciousness where you you kind of flow i can't remember the yeah. terminology but yeah. where you you kind of think of something on the spot and then and then that comes to mind and you yeah. ask the question yeah because a lot of the time like they don't have time to facetime beforehand so it's oh like, i have to like right there just boom five six questions you mm. know, get a lot out of it and then so how how uh what is your podcast kind of based around so it started off with like started off with student athletes and i wanted to just see what they were doing outside of sports at, in college so like what they're doing for class or what they're doing for jobs or whatever just i want to get a perspective of what they're doing other than like playing sports yeah and then Nice. And then it kind of like moved towards just like people, you know, that I know who are doing like really well and I'm going to ask them like, yo, how, like, how did you get here? Um, and now it's just kind of like whatever, like I, I haven't, I don't really have any plans for it, but yeah, you know, it's just like kind of like the same thing with you. You invite people to come talk about anything, mm -hmm. same thing, but maybe for mine, it's like more specific towards the person. Yeah. It seems like yours from, I've heard a couple and um or listen to a couple and they seem more interview style there's there's more of 
All right. I have a list of questions here that maybe aren't written out, but you think about and you have a general idea of what you're going to uh, talk about. And then other than that, it's it's them responding. It seems mm-hmm. I think I'm a, I think with mine is a, I'm allowed to have this like give my takes on a couple of things. And then it, it kind of you can build off of that or I vice versa. You give a take and I build off of that. So um, but yeah, there's also for me at least, I mean, I've had, how long have you had your years going? I would say about a year. I mean, okay. I started doing this during quarantine. So. Okay. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's a good idea to do it. Um, so I've done it since, I don't even know, September and mm-hmm. doing it. Um, I mean, it's, it's not, that's not been very long. And for the first until really recently, honestly, I think the last couple of weeks, I've, I've started th- thinking about a lot more and taking into consideration how I want to form the direction of this podcast. Cause I, I originally kind of started with, let's just talk, you know, I don't, I'm not having a lot of conversations out in Wyoming and I miss my friends. <laughs> and these are the people who I like to talk to the most. And so then having these long, the more long form conversation, I think is nice. I think I don't, from, I don't remember, but are yours, yours are relatively short compared to at least right. mine. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the difference between our podcast is that yours are, like, conversations, and they're, like, very long, like, you know, very detailed, like, everything you guys are saying to each other, like, that's that's what you're covering, mm-hmm. whereas I'm, like, you know, I'm trying to, like, just find out specific things, and that's yeah. why it's shorter, because I'm, like, compiling into, like, you know, just one interview. Yeah, yeah it seems like you're pulling information from the, from the interviewee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, a cool. That's a cool thing you see with different podcasts. Like I listen to, um, I listen to how I built this. You know, that's an NPR podcast that uh, that's with Guy Raz, and he he interviews like very a lot of successful people and also resilient people, and they're mostly entrepreneurs, and they're just they've built different businesses and different styles, and he interviews them, and you get they're just you're learning about this person, uh, and then you got Joe Rogan, which I listen to. It's just conversations and they're just picking apart stuff about things that, that maybe even when there's, there's a kind of an idea of why they're coming, maybe they're promoting a book, maybe they're coming to talk about, ah, it's usually a, a lot of the time it's a book or, a, or if they're a comedian, a special, maybe a, a producer come with a movie, all these different things you're coming to promote. But other than that, it's also just guys coming to talk. Um, and there's variations of like there's this comedian Duncan Trussell, who he has a five hour like podcast with. I mean, who has that time? I mean, I guess I do, but not. It's it's some one of those things that that's it's the looseness of that. And then there's uh, like yours, where it's it's set. It's not necessarily all right. We're starting at one. We're finishing at one thirty. It's like. No, I have about a couple hours, but I'm going to, I'm going to, or maybe I have an hour and in that hour we'll fill a podcast in there and fill a good conversation. Um, Do you think that yours is going to stay as an interview style or is it just going to be more turning into longer form? Maybe, maybe maintain a long form, but still with, with an interview. Um, I feel like you kind of run out of questions after a while with regards to, having an interview style unless you just turn it into that as well yeah um well i don't know if i would if i'm really thinking about doing longer form i feel like i would need to 
for longer format at least for because i get i post mine on youtube mm-hmm. and i don't want like three hour videos on there but if there was like like a subject area that like you know i was just going to talk about for ages and i could have multiple of them on like spotify then yeah but i just don't feel like you know there's that one thing i just want to continue to talk about and so i think the shorter for me is just i i enjoy it because yeah it's quick you know you get to learn a lot about someone in a very short time and other people can watch it very quickly and it doesn't have to take too much time um, yeah i think that's a nice thing of of shorter podcasts is that they don't mm-hmm. consume your time if they're on youtube you can just sit there and you know pass the time for 30 minutes 45 minutes i mean that's not a ridiculously long time especially if you're actually listening and um that's actually a big thing with why if i were to worry so much about listeners that would be the biggest thing is pe- keeping people listening um mm-hmm. i i honestly don't give a fuck but i should i think a little more and that's what i've been doing i think it's it's something it's not necessarily catering to a specific person or uh a, not person an audience a style of audience i just um figured that i can still be myself but have something that i can talk about i mean we haven't even begun to talk about the su- the word i know the, the subject know. but there's one more thing i want to say and you know like i'm a big arsenal fan i love Arsenal. i, I see the gunners flag behind you you yes. got my gunners thing in the background yeah um over quarantine i watched a, vid- uh, a video podcast of hector bellerin and serge nabry i've heard and- i've heard they did one yeah and I just listened to the conversation. Like I was like, "Oh my god, this is so cool!" You could see both the guys. Yeah. And I was like, honestly, my what inspired me to like make one. And I was like, "Yo, I want to be like Hector Beller and <laughs> just like talking to people. Yeah. Finding out. And uh, yeah, but no, let's let's get back to what you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> You're circling back. That's something yeah. though. I just remembered because that's another element of of like Joe Rogan's podcast where he has the two angles and then usually like a third angle that it's yeah there's there's usually there's rare um podcasts that exist that are meant to also be able to be watched i think being able to see the conversation go down is cool or cooler than purely just listening because there's more to it obviously i think i think obviously though with my style and uh the the long form style it's better if you can listen on you know spotify i or apple podcast or whatever overcast with any any sort of platform mm-hmm. where you can um you can you know plug in headphones and just go on a walk or something and have just be listening to guys talk or to two people talk um and i think that's the variation right there i mean you sat down on your computer and watched serge nabry and uh, Hector Bellerin, two professional mm-hmm. soccer players, which is actually sick because that's also yeah. probably really well filmed. And they're, I, are they in person? It's no, dude, it's like a Zoom. It's exactly like what we're doing. Really? Right now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. It, was, uh, it wasn't even like all set up or anything. Yeah. Just like in their houses, just like lying <laughs> on their beds. They're just yeah, ch- two, two famous professional soccer players who to- you don't really listen to speak mm-hmm. ever. And so they ha- put them on a podcast. I mean, they're limited generally to what they can say, yeah. Because they're I think, sponsored and shit, but yeah. But I think even though they're limited, like they talk about a lot of stuff that's not related to soccer, and that's really interesting. Like they might, yeah. Like the work that like Hector Bellerin does. Yeah, so that's really saying. interesting. He's, I mean, he's a designer and he's also a philanthropist, and I mean, he's engaged yeah. in that shit. 
that's a cool part of it. He he's much more. You don't see many designers, designers and professional athletes. There's there's like yeah. companies that overlap. You know, people that will sign with companies or they'll help design something, but then it's much less engagement. You at least that's how it seems. It seems like there's a lot more with Hector Belliner. He's he also yeah, he's dresses a, in the way that he you yeah, can he imagine. Does, yeah, <laughs> the, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cool. They're people too. Yeah, you know? they are. It's, yeah, I, it's just cool because I used to love watching them play together and like, you know, when Arsenal was like kind of good in 2013, <laughs> when Abby was still there. But yeah, um, he didn't play. How long did he play for? Not very long there. He he played all the way through the academy. I'm pretty sure. Damn. Well, I'm saying um, professionally. I was like, how long was he professionally on the team? Um. Maybe for a couple of years. He had like a few appearances. That yeah, he was kind of limited in his appearance. That was a big part. Cause like I mean yeah, it was I mean, just he, it didn't it didn't mesh. Right, and he went on loan in Germany, and then he kind of popped off there. And yeah, Germany pulled him away from Arsenal. That's what happened. <laughs> Arsene Wenger. Yeah, he didn't he didn't he not really have an appreciation for him? Wasn't that a big problem of it? I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I just think that he had opportunities but he didn't do that it's well. really it was really tough no, it's not that he didn't do well oh it was just it tough was, it was just Much tough tougher. because of the because of the players we had already the quality and of the squad yeah it's just hard it's hard but look at him now bro who cares yeah he's on the best team in the world yeah i know it's crazy um, they're a machine yeah. but um yeah, we're uh, we meant to speak about <laughs> eclecticism, um, even though we're both no no philosophers, or um, I don't know. It was just a th- concept that really interested me. <laughs> I, I randomly, yeah. I just sent you a, a little picture of just what like what do you consider <laughs> the concept of mixing different things together to create. A masterpiece of whatever you're indulging that was the most random like open-ended question <laughs> Dude, I, that's, I mean that is it and it's like making a smoothie yeah i mean like, in throwing stuff in there in practice it. like if that's how you were to explain something as far as um eclecticism with regards to the applications of it it's such a weird word to say eclecticism you have to really announce it in case you don't mispronunciate it but um if we were to just start with the definition because it's like the easiest not definition but a definition a standard understanding of how we're going to look at what it is is i um i'm just going to read off the wikipedia page just to start with it's like a conceptual approach that does not hold rigidly to a single paradigm or set of assumptions but instead draws upon multiple theories styles or ideas to gain complementary insights into a subject so that's, it keeps going, but that's generally how you see um, what we're talking about, how you'll see what we're talking about in that um, there's different ways to pull together information uh, that aren't limited to one perspective. Um, and I think, you know, I'll just jump into this person right now. Uh, Charlie Munger, I was going to tell you, I was going to talk to you, but I told you I was going to talk about him. And um, he's a uh, he's the partner of Warren Buffett, who 
um, you know, is a big part of Berkshire Hathaway. Well, they're both part of and starter of Berkshire Hathaway. So they're worth a lot of money. Uh, he's worth a lot of money. He's very smart as well. He's Him and Warren Buffett have done a great job of tactically understanding the stock market to the to the maximum potential. Um, and a big thing that uh, Charlie Munger is known for is that he's a multi multidisciplinary person when he applies his knowledge of economics. Um, there's a list I just I read off some article I received that that's it reminded me that today it was, it was very random that I received it, but um, it was uh, these different approaches he applies to his um his understanding of what he's you know researching um and i think they're really interesting in that he's he's got a lot of psychology he's got application of sciences he's got applications of um philosophy as well there's like the law of thorough the second law of thorough dynamic thermodynamics which is um it's it's basically about entropy what entropy in a state of nature um an object when time passes starts in order and ends in disorder if left to its own devices. Um, and if you have a, if we have some sense of, you know, you, for example, a car, you, uh, you drive this car for a long period of time and after a while it wears down, it gets these issues come up. You need an oil change. You run out of gas. Uh, maybe, your brakes wear out. All these things that be, add complications to the existence of this car, the function of this car uh, is because of time and, and the usage of that time. So not necessarily usually something that's uh, on its own, but something like, or I, even if you just leave a car sitting for a long period of time, it, it wears itself down. There's evolution, talks about um, Occam's razor, there's second order thinking, and also um, this elephant rider thing it's elephant and rider uh that i it was i found interesting because it's based on a book it's called like system one and system two not the book the uh the concept as well elephant and the rider and it's uh this book fuck what's the book called i totally forgot it well it's about a, a big part of it and it's what it bases on it's the guy who wrote moneyball um it's and there's a book dang i'm forgetting it if you look up Moneyball author, who wrote Moneyball now? I'm forgetting that too. <laughs> Let's see. Well, it's the, the psychologist that they're, that he, this author looks at. Um, he uses- Michael Lewis. Michael Lewis. Yeah. Well, what's Michael the book now? Lewis. What book are you uh, looking uh, Let me Let me look. Let me just do it right now. The Undoing Project. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Great book, and and that he, big portion of it are these two psychologists, Amos Tversky and Daniel Kahneman. One of them died, but the other one was alive to be able to win the Nobel Peace Prize. But they both would have because of their ideas, their change in in, this, in the creation of behavioral economics. I mean, that's a huge thing, psychology and understanding. There's kind of two systems of thinking. There's one and two, and one is more on the emotional. Uh, react, I guess, less thought provoked, uh, or yeah, less rational, uh, way of thinking, I guess, is the coming to like less coming to conclusions and, um, 
it's an instinct. That's the kind of the words. It's instinctive. It's primitive. And then the other system is more thoughtful and rational. The other one is more scientific thought. And so they, the stuff like that, I mean, it's supply and demand. I just got in depth on this guy, but it's, uh, but I was going to say, he reminds me of you in that you can um, obviously on a much different perspective, but this, the idea of how eclecticism functions is that one person can do multiple things, exist in multiple ways and mm-hmm. apply and apply multiple ways of thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and for you, it's interesting because you're more, I think you're more driven as uh, into the, into the, a, a paradigm of, of, uh, of thought, but you do all these things that, that, inc- that influence you in your life differently. You know, you're, you're a podcaster, you're an athlete, you're a student, you are also uh, an aviator, which is phenomenal. You're a coach. You do all these things. I, I'm, I'm blanking on what else, but I mean, that's right. There is a series of different perspectives you have in your life. Um, I just, I just found it interesting, but I think what, what, did, no. what did, yeah. Well, no, it's, it's, it's cool that you say that because like, I feel like for me, like you're right. Like I, I, I'm very eclectic if that's how you say it. <laughs> Perspectively um, like, I, eclectic. Like, yeah. In, in ways that's like word, I do I things. Know. I don't know, just ways that I think about things. Like I try to, I don't know if I try to think like that, but I guess I do think like that. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> it was <laughs> weird. I just, I thought of that example as I was but, creating the thought. Of, no, but actually I was, th- I, was th- I was thinking about this, like um, eclectic, like you bring like a bunch of things from different places to make mm-hmm. like one whole thing right and i feel like for me like the one whole thing is just like a good balance but like not just like what things you do but like of how you like interact with well how they interact also not just you interacting but but the thing interacting in itself like i like i say like i I think i like to be eclectic (laughs) in like things i do like i want to do a lot of things like i want to try a bit of everything yeah I think that's a good way of going. I want to have experience in a lot of things. So that's, yeah. So you think of, I feel like that's what like defines me is like doing a lot of other things. Yeah. No, doing a bunch of different things. Yeah. That's That's a good, you have a range of experiences. Yeah. That's cool that you, uh, you know, think that, or you think you thought of that, or you thought of me when you were talking about that guy. Well, that was kind of a, I don't know how I, I don't think, I can decide that that had some something to do with me thinking of the war itself. But um, I like, I remember thinking of kind of where I, where it comes from for a long period of time. This, this idea of eclecticism was when I first sent you the message, the way I explained it was so much about synthesizing many things to create a masterpiece of whatever you're, you're you're creating and uh and that that kind of the the concept of a synthesis is a big big uh interest for me because i mean i see this when i where i i work where i play i mean even where i play sports and and have a lot of interactions is that when there's something being talked about or being understood or being fixed 
um, or being altered in any way, there tends to be a lot of focus on the specific discipline and the single perspective of, of that discipline or maybe the limited perspective of that specific discipline mm -hmm. when there's other elements that are incorporated that are mm -hmm. that to one person may seem very minimal very unnecessary but to another person when just their life is different and so they see the world in a different way than you do mm -hmm. their perspective is entirely different and maybe their range of possibilities of influencing mm -hmm. factors is greater i mm -hmm. feel like that is an openness that is that is allowed to get, I, I said this to Felix before on the last podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you listen, it's some point in the podcast. Maybe I said it before, but I was saying that I strive to be eclectic. That's my, my biggest goal. And um, you do a good job of it, <laughs> but something, oh. but something that I was thinking about that I just mm -hmm. uh, added what I said before, how you tend to think on, single singular uh paradigms that's um something that i've noticed that is not a bad thing or a good thing i just noticed it i just realized that what it is what do you think of that perspective like that uh interpretation of you <laughs> uh i think it's got a lot to do with the way that i've been taught things uh definitely being in college at a liberal arts college you know you you know they kind of they kind of encourage you to try a lot of things, not just to focus on one thing, because you might you're gonna miss out on a lot. Like if you just sing, if you have the blinders on. What are the you know the the horse blinder thingies? Yeah. You, know, you gotta you gotta you gotta try a bit of everything, and then you can still have a focus. You know that focus is like a combination of different things you can do to get to the end goal. Combination of different things you do to get to the end goal. So you just said, mm -hmm. interesting. And meaning like, you know, like all these experiences you have at school, like mm -hmm. you want to get, have as many good experiences. No, you do want to have as many experiences. Many experiences and, and totally. Like, you know, you want to take advantage of different things. Well, there's the court also um, not just not just different things, but different classes. You know, that's a big part of it. You're you're not limited learning, to just like learning learning anything. You know, learning anything you want. Like you can start with because yeah. you have a ch you have choices. You don't have to, the only class you have to take at Amherst is the first year seminar. <laughs> After that, <laughs> you have to take classes. But there's the at some point once after i mean once you declare a major you have to take mm -hmm. the class for your major if you want mm -hmm. to complete that major but that's mm -hmm. not even something you have to do you could still graduate with a liberal arts major exactly. <laughs> and a liberal arts degree. i wonder like what that just, means like, i have no I, idea. I mean i guess it's it's the fact that you didn't manage to get through it's the idea that you didn't get or the sh expression or, that you oh, didn't okay, get through okay. a major yeah even that even <laughs> yeah so but maybe it's a little insulting even like the but the majors are not gonna like the courses are well yeah exactly so you can actually take i mean many classes is what i'm you saying take a though. bunch of different other, and yeah. you can play for example we we play sports we don't have mm -hmm. to play year-round we have a season and then we have the mm -hmm. off season but in the off season mm -hmm. we can do a lot of other things because we're we, it consumes us for like two hours maximum an hour mm -hmm. maybe a day rather mm -hmm. than rather than you know four to 
even 28 yeah. hours, 48 hours. There's been days where yeah, we are like full a lot of time. It's, it's happened a lot. And so, um, but it's great that we have the other side of that. Uh, so yeah. that's something D3 and slash like liberal arts, smaller college has done fucking crazy. There's so much yeah. more than if you, I mean, that's the thing, the opposite about like state schools is that if you, unless you go to play that sport, you're not, there's no chance. You can walk on in division three and you're still playing very high competitive and it's a lot of fun. It doesn't matter how competitive it is. It's still fun. Like even if I think the enjoyment of it is good, but for us, we're also uh, in wealth with, in with uh, quality. I don't know if the well, wealth, but we have, there's a lot of quality as well, but um, yeah. yeah. In the state school or not in the state school, but a bigger school, with core requirements, with, uh, you know, 30,000, 50,000 students. Mm-hmm. There's not, there's a lot of things that you can do. There's a ton of options, but being successful mm-hmm. at them is because mm-hmm. of the the, si- the sheer size and the sheer mm-hmm. amount of variability that you'll get yeah. will create so much competition in that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So it's not even, it's not even the fact that it may be difficult, but it's just so much to get through. For us, like mm-hmm. Ramsey's walked on to the could have mm-hmm. like he tried out mm-hmm. and had a chance once he got there. Mm-hmm. But obviously, no offense to you, buddy, you didn't, you didn't have a chance. <laughs> I played yeah. enough. It wasn't, but um, he tried. Fun he to tried. try, dude. Someone you can do that. You can. And I'm sure. I'm sure he had a good time. I'm sure he had a good time. I mean, he. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> he had a great time. He had a, great, he had a okay. good time. Yeah, he had an experience. Yeah. We okay. won't. We, I digress. But um, yeah. yeah, I agree with that. I think, but it's something, not not I think, I was, see, I'm doing the filler words thing. I've been trying to think mm-hmm. about this and I might as well talk about it in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Fellas, actually just people, folks. It's hard to not say like and um. <laughs> when I try try to speak, I try to speak articulately, but I I want to talk well. I'm trying, yeah. dudes. All right, it's, back to the podcast. It's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. Hey, we practice. We practice, yeah. and this is the. I think this is the best way. You know the way we're yeah, doing we're it. Pra- I think yeah. our style. You don't need to know our style, folks, but we're doing it the right way. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> we're still going um martial arts <laughs> that was it's an eclectic <laughs> you can be eclectic in in martial arts yeah martial weird. arts is eclectic it's like it's yeah just a well, the, the, the word of martial different arts different fighting like techniques and yeah well because um, it's such a it's such a it's just called fighting you know it's it's a yeah. type of fighting but the martial arts is more specific than that it's it's a two-man sport, yeah, but it's artistic in that there's styles, there's beauty yeah. in it, and technique, and grace, and fighting, and wrestling, and all this, mm-hmm. and interacting physically, not in in the competitive way, to a, a person, and it's and that's something I think I told you about Bruce Lee, and something mm-hmm. he he was a very interesting guy in that I, I've only mm-hmm. read a little bit about it, but I've heard about mm-hmm. him enough to then look into it more was that he he was a great martial artist and everything he was very influential did you all that wait did you know bruce sorry did you know bruce lee like who he was we were boys yeah 
Did no, you know? I didn't know him. I just figured out what he did. Were you guys like, were you guys like best friends? <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was alive when uh, he was around, oh, so I knew him. So nice. Yeah, it was great. We were just <laughs> buddies, and we hung out all the time. Um, so I got to know him really well during that oh, time. That's great. That's, no, that's, that's how awesome. I figured out who he was really, and was that he was a philosopher as well. Mm-hmm. And that shit was crazy because he was known for being very eclectic. And that kind of, I guess, mm-hmm. that's where no. Cause I heard, I think I looked into that before or after the fact that I thought of eclecticism. I don't fucking know. Well, I, I did. Oh, I you just have a story at, of Bruce Lee, don't you? Well, uh, yeah, I actually do have a story, but I was just looking at like how like martial arts oh. is eclectic because yes. of hybrid martial arts, and um, it, they basically borrow techniques from different fighting skills. Um, yeah, and then the I guess the entire like fighting skill or like how you fight as a whole it's just like that's the whole part but then like the different like you know fighting styles you use yeah um well fighting how it's eclectic yes it's very eclectic i mean you have jujitsu there's something called southpaw i've heard there's different kung fu fu. there's uh, karate karate yes exactly there's all these different martial arts that have different like sprouting styles that come from that you know that's that's basically what that's like that's what MMA is. MMA is all of the martial arts, mixed martial arts. It's a lot of things. So you have jujitsu, you have whatever southpaw means. You have these these you have the more fight boxers, not boxers in general, but like striking versus more wrestling. There's mm-hmm. also usage of legs. I mean, just think of all the variables. It's your almost naked body versus this other naked body mm-hmm. almost naked body with freaking yeah. you got the 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 fist coverings and compression shorts and you got to figure out how to beat the shit out of the other guy and yeah. get him to stop fighting wanting to stop yeah. fighting because you're not killing him you can't kill him i mean you can yeah. but, but you by accident yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like only by accident can you do it not choosing yeah, to like choke a guy out it's crazy. It's a crazy sport. It's a, it's a crazy thing. But I think the different, like in Olympics, I think they have jujitsu specifically or something mm-hmm. else. There's, there's, there's different more martial arts of implied, and you see that style as a technique thing, and that mm-hmm. it's like an art, not purely like you're trying to get the other guy to tap out, maybe, mm-hmm. um, versus just versus just breaking their nose to oblivion. Yeah. or like he's just destroying their face like it's it's emma ufc is so aggressive yeah. it's no, a crazy no. sport it's, man it's, that's uh, yeah it's tough but there's also like you hear about the amount of i think the big thing in fighting is that you're fully in control of your body and pretty much the 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 options that you have and the options you have as in the types of fighting you can do but also what you have available to use to your advantage as far as you know it's just your hands it's your hands and your feet and your core and your head so you gotta you gotta be able to <laughs> use them and so mm-hmm. it's and you're relatively limited you're not you're not playing chess mm-hmm. you're not you're not playing basketball there's not a there's the goal has been established and, and there's not a lot you can do to do that mm-hmm. it's a crazy crazy sport not in that it's in, in in any sense negative or outrageous. It's more so specifically intense because mm-hmm. of 
what it entails. Fucking, yeah. but it's also got so much variety. That's what I was trying yeah. to remember. To yeah, bro, fighting is cool, and I have this story. <laughs> Bruce Lee, man, your, your um, dad. Yeah. This is this is an no. example of how Bruce Lee is like one of the best people ever. You know, just providing us such good entertainment. Like he's so good at fighting mm-hmm. in movies, and so basically the story. Enough. Um, so my dad. Okay, when my dad was a little kid in school, he went to school in Zimbabwe. You know, a little kid, he'd go to boarding school like super far away from home and then you know the kids would like they'd get it like they'd fight each other you know that, that was that's what they would do sometimes just, just fight you know during lunch breaks as a joke or like you know just because that used to it. happen and i think I, my dad said that like the older kids were picking on the younger kids and he my dad was one of the younger kids mm. but he was he watched a lot of bruce lee and like on TV and we'd see like and try and practice the moves. So like my dad was like ready when it was his turn. <laughs> so the like the guy comes over and like wants to fight him. And I my dad just like kicks the shit out of him and really and, 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 like he was just out. <laughs> That's crazy. And that was because of Bruce Lee. <laughs> your dad inspired Bruce or Bruce Lee inspired <laughs> your dad. Yeah, yeah, your dad inspired Bruce Lee. No, you're <laughs> Bruce inspired your dad. That's yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, that's the story. I thought I thought you for some reason the way you explained this like not explained the story but built up the story was that it was something about Bruce Lee and your dad as though they did they were physically interacting or something and it was like really? your dad like knocked over Bruce Lee or some shit like that. <laughs> like, no. No. That would be also impressive because that man was probably super balanced. It was yeah. hard to take him down. But yeah, that's that's uh, that's, that's how Bruce Lee affected my dad. Yeah, well, that guy he still got influence today, and we're talking about him right now. Yeah, but dude, eclecticism—the existence of eclecticism—is since the start of philosophy. It was it was this Greek thought. It was like sixth BC, fifth BC, um, which is crazy to consider that it's had negative views for this long. People criticize it a lot. I feel like there's so many levels to eclectic. Like, if you think, okay, honestly, if you just think about soccer, like how yeah. eclectic it is. Well, how eclectic you can be too. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a like, different. It's it's all like one game, like one yeah. way to play it. But there's so many different teams and so many like different things going on, but it's all for the well, same thing. The fo- focus is scoring more goals than the other team. <laughs> That's right, but like, there's all these other things like teams and like, yeah, and like. But I think I think the difference is it's more about styles of play. There, I I can't imagine necessarily well, yeah, you have that, mo- well, like, for you well for but you let me think about this for a second you <laughs> for a second are a fan of many many Premier League teams so for you personally yes I can agree Mm -hmm. with the fact that eclecticism exists in that sense however (laughs) I am not I am not in that sense or I guess I am I am more loyal to my singular team (laughs) I feel like in physical as in the fact that I stick with one team not Mm -hmm. necessarily length of one team because but you have multiple teams that you like 
Don't yeah, like, but they don't interact with each other. They don't really interact with <laughs> each other, but still, like, you I think do it's like league more than by one. league. Yes, yes, yeah, that's like for sure. You can, yeah. in a sense, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not trying to strawman your your beliefs in, <laughs> no, in no. supports of teams because you, it's it's like five London teams that you support, basically. No, not even. No, it's, it's different. It's, it's different. It's not. It's not like that. It's not like that. It's not like bro. That. It is. I can I can explain it. I could explain. No, it. it's fine. You can, I'm not judging you though. The point about me making this, I don't know why yeah, no. I presented in <laughs> such an attacking way, but it's the it's a truth, a reality of the circumstance. And for me, like I I like Boca Juniors, I like Barcelona, and then I like Liverpool, and those teams yeah. do not interact with each other unless they're on the intercontinental or inter. Um, international yeah, I know. I know. scale i just have a, a weird interesting mix of like interests. it's like crystal arsenal crystal palace what else is it it's not chelsea you wouldn't dare it's, it's sometimes chelsea but sometimes it's chelsea. a lot of times not chelsea <laughs> where do you float between what are the the like honestly like multiple. i i the only reason i started liking chelsea was when they were in the champions league i was like oh shit like this it could be like a London team to win the Champions League is kind of big. Yeah, because yeah. Tottenham never had a chance. And seeing Drogba like, seeing Drogba score. Yes, like true. But you so yeah. that was that was more you wanted just them to do well. Be, and yeah. at one point they also, also weren't like, playing Arsenal. You know, like uh, yeah, like I'm like I'm a big fan of Drogba. Like in the Africa Cup of Nations, like watching him play for Ivory Coast was yeah. unreal. Probably. Um, so well, just things like that that you 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 start to like I a lot saw. of things after. That's yeah, that see, I, I'm interested in that way of thinking that you get inspired, uh, very mm-hmm. interestingly, in that you're willing to, not necessarily. I don't know how to frame it in a way that you see it, but mm-hmm. float between different teams based on the current kind of mm-hmm. build they have. So, for example, having Drogba. And then mm-hmm. being in the Champions League, it's like, oh shit, that's the right place, right time. And then it swings into like <laughs> someone else, and then another yeah. team, like different teams having different streaks of whatever. Yeah, I was just a kid who loved soccer. And I was just Love like, soccer, yeah. <laughs> that is that is in that sense super eclectic. That is an yeah. interesting way of looking at it. But also, now take that a, a level down. There's individual mm-hmm. team play. So there's mm-hmm. the eleven playing. How do they play? And then there's mm. the individual players. How do they mm. play? Well, in the in the midfield, maybe in the forwards or the back line or the, in the goalie. Right there, there's sections of the field interacting and using them in certain ways. And then there's the single one of the eleven each. Um, Yo, you know, I think and teams they all have styles no, too. Nico, I think, <laughs> teams, I think teams need to start hiring philosophers. That would be interesting. It just would, yeah. I guess you just need a lot of influence. That is <laughs> helpful. <laughs> what I is know, that? I could, I, I, just the way you were talking. Well, about, if you like, could be. Well, no, I'm saying. Well, I'm saying more about. They can be philosophers. I bet. I bet a lot of very good uh, managers actually read into certain philosophies and sports philosophy. Yeah, I don't know. I think because it, yeah. it's a definitely a way because a lot of philosophy is talking about how do people interact and a way that people can interact at the best and how to yeah. achieve that. And that's something that's interesting about philosophy is how it's a, a lot about that. It's like a 
psychology mix and sociology put together to be, how am I going to talk to you? And how is that going to guide, how are we going to guide our, our interactions based on our social socializing, I guess is the word. I mean, mm-hmm. social learning, but also part, as well, genetic learning. And, uh, yeah. but that's, that's a whole other interaction mm-hmm. there. I mean, in sports philosophy, like soccer mm-hmm. philosophy, especially there's so many different formations you can have. And mm-hmm. then there's so many different styles as a midfield and just sectional team. And then there's mm-hmm. the individual players, like the styles of play between a winger, mm-hmm. a Neymar, there's an Mbappe version. There's a Di Maria. There's a rubbery, <laughs> river, uh, rubbery and Robin. <laughs> I don't know they call themselves that rubbery, but those, those styles of play. Then you got like um, Ronaldo, who was a bigger Bale, bigger as well guy. Like different. I mean, there's. So yeah, we could. I could talk really, about this we forever. forever. We could. We could go on forever. But there's different styles of play right there, and different positioning. I mean, the different kinds of goalies. Like there's Neuer versus Tristegen versus Allison versus Ederson. Right there is just two, four different, entirely different uh, styles of goalkeeping. But obviously, if you don't watch soccer, it doesn't make much sense. But <laughs> of use of use of your feet as a goalie versus using your hands, it's the same kind of thing. Like you don't have, you know, a stick. <laughs> or uh, a, an extra skates on you're just you're running around kicking a ball that's it there's so much it's crazy that there's so much style right there so much variation yeah. of style it can be eclectic uh, man it can be in so many different ways i disagreed with you at the beginning of that point when you said yeah. that soccer is eclectic <laughs> i basically just talked my way yeah. into, <laughs> into you like answered out. you like proved it to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, that's what happens if I get going, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good, bro. Yeah. Okay. So I, I just remembered something I wrote down. Mm-hmm. There we go. Uh, um, a criticism of of eclecticism. Those are those make sense, but they're so weird at the same time. They're very. Um, it's very pure the idea mm-hmm. what they're ho- trying to uphold. They say it's Correct. unconventional, inconsistent, unoriginal, impure, lacks simplicity, inelegant. Like these things so are not like, good. To their, so their like, uh, but they're like so opponents. simplified. Are there opponents to eclecticism? Is that what I, I don't mean? necessarily know the opponents. I think they're just the the existing. Uh, or they just are like, yo, this is not right. Well, there are <laughs> there are people who are are very singular in thinking, applying a certain way of thinking to a certain existence. They can, it can generalize the, yeah, one philosophy to life and then kind of use it like that. One rule, whatever. There's people who think like that or they just have a, they have a mental process that is very stuck on, not stuck, but then there's people who are stuck and it gets, it gets mm-hmm. narrowed. Yeah, it's actually wild to think about. Yeah, because it's uh, it's weird that that's an accept like expectation. I mean, you to be interested as a person and to be kind of happy, you gotta be able to see so much of life that one discipline, one paradigm, doesn't mm-hmm. give you the opportunity to. Mm-hmm. 
when you can think it's so many different places and do so many different kinds of things and not necessarily do them all perfectly, but being good at a few better at others mm-hmm. and trying your best on everything and figuring everything out and thinking differently. It's like, yeah, you're more interesting probably I would hope. So why stick to, to one? I don't know. I just asked a weird question. Well, that's like why restrain yourself to one thing. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's not how it's seen though. They say, actually, I don't know what they say. Cause I don't know who's they. I don't know who the critics are. I could we could look into it a little bit, but Wait, so what were, what were you talking about then? Who are these critics? Oh, who I just see it from. I don't even remember what I was. Let's see here. Well, in um, blanking. I don't even know where I found it. It was one of the Wikipedia websites. I saw it on Wikipedia, and I was looking through. It says. I, I see here lack of rules how to go about it and that it's unconventional. Mm-hmm. Lack oh, here. I mean, it's in the second paragraph. That's stupid. I, I forgot that. <laughs> it's in the, it's, it could sometimes seem ele- inelegant or lack in simplicity. I'm literally saying I said this is, and yeah, eclectics are sometimes criticized so. for lack of consistency in their thinking. Unoriginal. Yeah, because it's not, because I think the, no, because it's not not. I don't think it's unoriginal because I think there's so much opportunity because you can get as deep as you want in one thing while still applying so many other things in your life. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're. I don't know, I'm just trying. Is eclecticism something that's always happening? It's. I think it's a state of application. Is it like everything? To thinking. No, because I think it's when you're rational. It's mainly when you're rational, but it probably comes from the instinctive thought of trying to fit something into a, into this window of understanding. I think when you have multiple windows, you see a lot more of the other side of the truth of certain things. I think you can apply certain different, certain applications, um, Certain methodologies, for example, there's something like that. There's so I, much. I have, a cra- I have a crazy question for you. Crazy? How crazy? Yeah. How eclectic <laughs> is eclecticism? Well, it's it is the standard of eclecticism because it's the word. It's what. About how? But how? It is. It is fully eclectic. Is what it is. It is entirely <laughs> eclectic. It is eclectic. <laughs> it is, it's not that kind. <laughs> it's the idea. It's like a multiple thing right there. The the actual but concept even being. It's like, it's like eclecticism anything, is like, eclecticism anything. is like bringing a bunch of things together, right? For one thing. So how, how many different ways can you do that? Is 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 well. Well, it depends on. How, mu- how many times can you do that? That's unlimited. It's yeah, the is, English is it language. Infinity? Is it just infinity? Probably if you were to quantify it, it's just an infinity amount of times. It's like the infinity amount of things that are going on occurs an infinity amount of times and that this reality is in infinity and it's eclectic. The fact that it's, in, it's intertwined like that, I mean, it applies to fucking... 
I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, don't I know. guess, I, just I think. Question then. Well, I think eclectic. Oh, I think it can be narrowed down to that it, it doesn't go beyond a person. Th- I guess is what I'm saying. Like it only applies to people. That's the limitation. There's that's how eclectic it is to the point of human beings that it's it's it doesn't come out of. I mean, you don't see like any other animal that exists on this planet, the only thing they're doing is for the most part, other than a couple of animals that are very intelligent, but mm-hmm. there's, it's a less, a limited few, you know, dolphins. Mm-hmm. But other than that, fucking most animals are just surviving. And it's just, yeah. unless you're like a hippo and you hunt for game sometimes, cause you're an asshole, mm-hmm. like they're, but they're not an asshole. That's just the way they are. But it's like, mm-hmm. there's very drilled in ways of being. And it, mm-hmm. so they don't really, you know, they're not thinking about this kind of shit. <laughs> like, for example, this. So we can't, like, like uh, you can't really apply. Outside of, people. outside of yeah, people. Outside of people is what I'm people, saying. Yeah. Doesn't, yeah, and the nature, people. the rest of nature, I guess, it's also that case. There's no. Yeah, yeah states of nature are outside of people. It's like, it's the craziest thing when that exists. It's, it's when there's less people a state of nature makes more sense. So we're just there. We just occupy it. And we were people that have the opportunity to do different things and see life in different ways. That's really what it comes down to paradigms, like just the approaches of life. So the many different ways you can do things. Yeah. Do you meditate? No, I don't. You, You sleep. (laughs) <laughs> i uh do you do you do anything that is set maybe meditative like uh just helpful maybe you get in the groove of something and you can really consume yourself with the act uh, just like doing something i guess just doing anything just like getting something done or true or doing something well there's also the element of doing nothing do you ever yeah. indulge in that um some like I guess sometimes I'm just doing nothing if I like I'm just like just sit there and yeah. if that's a nice thing to do meditating yeah. that's basically in concept <laughs> you sit down physically that's it and then yeah. there's the mental part there's just mm-hmm. it's not not thinking it's also not purely calming yourself down it's more understanding the way that I've kind of fr- seen it is like understanding your yourself your brain mm-hmm. and what you have and what you generally give up being a person yeah. and having an ego, for example, like that's such a yeah. bait. That's such a huge thing that mm-hmm. an influence on us. Mm-hmm. Um, but meditating is, is an interesting one there and, and yeah. um, spirituality and also the influence of that philosophy mm-hmm. is understanding your mind. Um, yeah. and the way like that's a number of things and then there's neuroscience and then there's neurology and there's all these brain sciences and then psychology and so many versions of the same trying to understand the kind of the same area which is the individual with the brain so um, well I I can think of some that the the waking up app I use is uh, it's got like vipassana, 
just I think a Buddhist um, practice of it's more the mindfulness element. Then there's metta, which is loving kindness. There's this concept of headlessness, which is wild. <laughs> it is it's been brought up a couple times, and it's it's a couple of the lessons, mm-hmm. and it's nuts. It's such a it's such an inten- an intensely difficult thing for me right now to understand uh, because of how I honestly it's the ADHD makes it really hard, but it's basically that (laughs) it's what happens. I could explain it. It's Mm -hmm. my inability to to stay on course, Mm -hmm. my inability to maintain a singular way of thought. So Mm -hmm. I have, it's a sprouting fountain versus yeah. versus of connected pipe you know <laughs> it's, there's, it's hitting the other side it's getting the other side but it's not it's not flowing straight through because there's all these other thoughts going on right now that's basically <laughs> damn that's so. insane i just conceptualized adhd into being a, a fountain versus a pipe that's weird i didn't yeah and that's, well that's yeah, it makes it hard to focus down on on a on a way of thinking. So headlessness is so intensely present that you can it's like you're floating, you get to floating and then you go headless. Like that's how it goes as in how calm you feel, how chill you are and how present you are at the same time. It's not necessarily calm. Eliminate the calm one. Chill mm-hmm. if for me that's how I feel. When mm-hmm. I felt the best at Meditating is where I, it's not a chill in that like, oh yes, I'm, I'm doing nothing here. It's more, I'm fully present with every connection I have to my existence. And so your sensations, your feeling of your weight, heat, mm-hmm. um, your feeling of your face, your, the back of your head. I mean, that's a crazy thing that we don't consider very much is we have just this this part of our body has everything that really matters mm-hmm. is up here. And then you eliminate it. It's done game over. You lost. It's just mm-hmm. a crazy thing that the, the separation that we can have from our arm or parts of our body, arms, legs, core. Like if you just don't look down, you don't, you could look like you just have arms, your floating body with arms. If <laughs> you just, it's yeah. a, it's a weird thing to consider. But uh, that's a presentness right there. That's a that's a version of it, though. That's only one version. There's so many understandings, and I think the way to get to the full understanding, yeah, it's nuts. It's so hard. But then there's stoicism as well. That's I don't know why I digressed on headlessness. I'm not even well versed in it very very much. But then stoicism. That's the one I'm really on now, which is pretty dope. But go ahead. Oh, you're talking. You know, you're talking about meditation. My my version of meditation is listening to you speak about meditation and <laughs> just like I'm I'm sitting here relaxing and you're just yeah and it's like soothing. I'm glad I'm glad I feel like my yeah. voice isn't calm. I get really into talking and then I just go now I'm calm because I noticed it. But when I get into yeah. talking, I get really energetic. I could keep talking about it because I like talking about meditation. <laughs> Well, I could talk to you about stoic meditation. Stoicism is awesome, by the way. Yeah. I think it's the ideal way of living where it's the same thing with, I mean, what I've learned with just purely meditating on that they're different. I mean, they're the same and different. They apply 
same parts of each other. But um, stoicism is less on the meditating side and more mental practice side. I don't know why I said meditating. <clears throat> meditating. And mental practice is a, is a very important thing, actually. I thought about I'm not good at it, so I got to get better. And the, this helps me practice. And I actually feel my most engaged when I can meditate, mm. though. And that's not – and I'm not doing well. So that's saying something. Like, it's it's improved it a lot, but it's I'm still not – doing i'm not doing poorly either i managed to be able to sit for 20 minutes i obviously can do that that's yeah. that's fine itself that's chill as fuck that's what i do every day <laughs> sometimes i do 40 right. minutes so yeah you know what all right so since you invited me here mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've enjoyed my time talking to you about eclecticism and soccer and meditation yeah. and everything okay How, okay i want you to ask me a couple questions questions yeah just ask me like something well i had do you meditate written down i don't have any questions i just had different things that i wrote down damn oh i have a question hold on a minute <laughs> that here we go where do ideas come from where do ideas come from? That's as I wrote that down. I was just, I was looking at the list because I didn't have any questions to think of. And I knew I wanted to ask that question. I heard it. Yeah. I was like, where do ideas come from? Because there is the manifestation of the idea and there's the person thinking that idea. What did, yeah. Is that thought just exist? Could anyone thought that thought and it was just a floating bubble that exists here and there and just you get it and then it helps you i don't know it do you th- or do you think it's purely neuroscience do you think it's purely like how do you how do you what is, like, how do you how think do you, your thoughts where do ideas you, come from that's the just like how, how you think you use your brain right like you think that's what you do you think it's totally do you, you maybe trackable you curious huh do you think it's totally you know a uh consistently enough travel of a thought like the fact that it starts somewhere and ends somewhere and the way it manifests oh, oh your, your flag <laughs> do you want to fix that um yeah so the measuring of i, I i'll scratch what i just said <laughs> the measuring of that kind of stuff thoughts and where thoughts come from i think is um impossible as in not not necessarily in general uh, recording and whatnot but tracking moment to moment the entirety of an interaction of a brain perfectly to be able to even come close to understanding where thoughts exactly come from to the pinpointed neuron where in the brain exactly even even that the recording's hard for that so uh i answered my own fucking question again this is like the fourth time i've done it <laughs> and i apologize i apologize for that mm-hmm. but uh i also don't think i don't know this fucking podcast for mm-hmm. honestly i end up just talking at someone <laughs> it's like it's mm-hmm. uh if i get into some shit like that yeah so you know how you're talking about like not it's like hard to be able to measure that mm-hmm what if 
a computer was able to like measure that and like carry that out on its own. Well, I think the randomness would exist more. That's the problem with coded information computers. They start with code. They always start with a baseline that's guaranteed. Where it goes from there, not generally guaranteed either. Well, in, in most senses they are right now. I think that's like one variability aspect of nature. We're the most natural thing that's still super not natural at the same time as far as what nature exists as the basic levels of nature. We're in fucking talking about thinking. We're talking about communicating like the, the concept of that, the levels of consciousness you got to have to reach something like that is something that differentiates us, but it's still natural. Consciousness is a, is a human thing. It's not even human. It's a, it's a, I don't think here, our version of artificial intelligence can do it, but it can get close. It can get <laughs> fucking close. Coding can get really complex. Like, I don't know. I'm just assuming. Like, I know how crazy it is, but I don't even know what the extent of, like, what it looks like. How they, If you were to explain it to uh, me, I have I, no I idea. I, I can't picture it, but... But not, just, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, not measuring exactly to the point where it's just having a brain yeah. that is purely random. I think that's the problem is we, what, what uh, artificial intelligence is based off is the coding of human behaviors and the interaction of what they're thinking and saying and doing, how that influences that's the general intelligence in a sense a level of it obviously there's more to us than just that shit emotion they don't have sh they don't have emotion they can express emotion when it's the right time contextually they can go oh usually someone would cry when getting punched in the ball I don't know, <laughs> something like that hard enough you get have you seen the video of this like not cry. AI I guess bot. I had that happen. oh sorry mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I just thought of that. That was a weird <laughs> no, was, ass position to put you. No, the, no, was, go ahead. But have you ever seen this video of like an AI bot that could like shoot targets and like avoid killing humans? No. What? It's it's crazy. Where'd you see this? It was on like LinkedIn or something. Damn. And like Facebook. It was just good reaction. Or what? Or like, what? It was just took yeah, bullets like, too. It had a gun and like there were like targets like like you could shoot at. Mm. Like if there was a human and it would sense that it was a human, it wouldn't shoot at it. But sometimes it would be like like really pointing at the human. Like yeah, <laughs> well it does. They don't move. Yeah. Like and like they, they were like testing this thing like, with like these big I don't know like just like big weights they were like throwing at it and like disorienting it. It was like getting up and like getting back into position. And you just center. So That's a big part of the differentiation with us. If you hit us hard enough, knock us down hard enough, getting back up, there is a level of athleticism where that's, you get good, but it's never perfect there. It's guaranteed there. It's down to the exact moment to moment behavior. But seeing like that's an example of something that's been like created, but like we've 
you know, people people made that. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah, they process things well. That's the whole thing. They process the orientation of where they are, and they go straight back at the fucking target, yeah. and they know exactly. If I ever find the video, I have to send it to you. Yeah, you gotta send me that kinda, shit. That's kind of it's kind of like scary, but like also like really interesting. It's weird. I mean, I'm not scared for now. I think it will be chill. <laughs> it will be chill with them. If there, if there is an attack on the <laughs> on the humans by AI, <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's imminent anytime soon. No, not yet. But, but the rate of yeah, I don't know. That's a whole other exactly. thing. <laughs> that's another insane journey of understanding shit. Yeah, dude, yeah. this book I'm reading. Yeah. So Malcolm Gladwell, he wrote, he's right. Yeah. He wrote talking to strangers and uh, it's fucking dope. I actually listened to this guy on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast in like September, right when he would just gone to Spotify or no, he hadn't gone. I don't know. He was on Spotify. I listened to this guy's voice, such a calming voice. He's got this very, he's Canadian, but it's not super Canadian accent but it's got the tone of a Canadian accent without the accent. Um, and it's, it's very soothing and he articulates very clearly about certain, mm -hmm. the, the stuff he's talking about. It was about his book. It was a yeah. sick book and I'm, I'm still, I'm still reading it, but um, the different, it's called talking to strangers. I didn't say that. I should have said that uh, mm -hmm. at the beginning. But talking to strangers is about how bad we are at talking to strangers, how bad we are at talking to people we have never interacted with before and trying mm -hmm. to exchange information, exchange uh, existence or not existence, but conversation, just figuring out who they are their motives, their stuff about fucking Neville Chamberlain. He fucked up. But also, like, understanding it from the way he did it, like, can you blame him? I mean, he, he spent hours with this guy, with Hitler. And he was consumed by days and days with him, uh, speaking with him and having these long conversations. And he came to the conclusion that he was only gonna go after one one place. He, was, he totally lied because <laughs> he tried to take over the world. This guy wasn't gonna stop. Hitler wasn't gonna stop. And uh, yeah, so he and they fucked up England, and uh, not badly, but they had some goes, and it didn't go well. And England's mad at him, and it makes sense because he. He judged someone so badly that so many people had said he's a dangerous person. And he, he was the one who had the most information about this guy in the government. Uh, there's another one about Cuba and the CIA and how the CIA was just getting weaned on, absolutely dicked by Cuba in the CIA in that they uh, had a ton of double agents and even all the way up to almost department heads and whatever the fuck 
the higher levels there. I, I can't remember the, the, uh, the title. That's what it is. Um, yeah. and it's nuts. I mean, they, they convinced a country, <laughs> they convinced like, I don't know, 50 double agents to go to Cuba and work with Cuba and then work their way up and like higher levels of Cuba. Why am I saying Cuba? CIA and the CIA. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's stupid. No, that sounds like an intense book, man. It's a crazy book. Like, I mean, there's like, more. There's also like the Bernie Madoff like, thing. And then there's read something right now. Yeah. Well, it's worth, I mean, I'm not reading anything. I'm not reading off. Oh, well, there's the Bernie Madoff shit. There's, um, it's a short part of the book, but it's a crazy story as well. It's like the great or the largest Ponzi scheme in history. Just most expensive fun, making so much money from all over the world. Yeah. Um, and there's this guy, Harry Markopoulos, Markopoulos, who is, he is like the holy fool in that he, that's the, the comparison they give is that he, I mean, he had seen a decade before uh, anyone had decided to do anything about it. And then Bernie Madoff turned himself in, which is pretty annoying. But um, this guy had, like was on his ass for a while and he was calling him out and saying he was fucked. But it was a whistleblower. And that's really what today's version of it is. Um, yeah. So respond to your, I see your message. I don't want to, I want to answer that. I mean, yeah, I did. Not now. Okay. So we're well, chilling. It's a crazy book. I mean, there's friends. They talk about friends. It's a crazy one, actually. This is why friends is not considered good. I actually have an interesting take on this because the, the, the perspective of friends is just so so unrealistically expected because the interactions are always so portrayed in a characteristic way that's not uh you know rep like doesn't replicate reality at all no one reacts the way that people and friends react to stuff and there's a specific scene where ross sees monica and chandler who if you've yes monica and chandler you know, embracing and he's lives across the street and some shit. And he, he does these faces and they base it off of some, some, uh, it's called, what's it called? FAC. I can't remember exactly, but, um, it's a program that basically tracks all the muscles on your face and the different movements you make when you re when something occurs in the facial expression you create from certain emotions and, they do like shock and the people's face. Most of the time people think that they're doing a face of ex very extreme expression, you know, eyebrows raised, eyes opened, um, jaw dropped that nose nostrils, uh, flared, like all those different things, your, your cheeks, uh, you know, how much are you, your, your upper lip is influencing your dimples and all that other shit. And, it's crazy. It's crazy how expressive and annoying they are. Like, have you ever watched Friends? Yeah, I've watched Friends before. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh it's 
It's a whack show, man. I mean, I liked yeah. it. It's very enjoyable. It's so it's yeah. just because it's just passive conversation about some dumbass yeah, shit. It's, it's funny. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. Yeah, At some like, points, Chandler, like the guy, he is that is the hilarious person that I I base around what the yeah. why the show can be funny. The dude yeah. is so sarcastic. Just yeah, he is. yeah, unconditionally sarcastic. Yeah, he's he's really funny. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah. But uh, Joey's just kind of like kind of like Ross is just a hardo. (laughs) Just like, no, he's just a buffoon. Yeah, he's a buffoon. (laughs) He's like he's the uh, I guess he's an uneven sided of either smart buffoon, like smart idiot. And then I think Joey's just like Joey's just cognitively (laughs) not there, but he's a funny guy. He's a joker, but he's just so dumb. And I hate that character. I hate how dumb the character had to be. I don't know. Do I just, does he just act that way on purpose? I think he's acting like that. I don't think he's actually... I don't know. What's his name? Matt LeBlanc? Some shit like that. But he's fucking... He's funny. I mean, he's a funny character. He's just dumb. The character's dumb. Like, the actor's probably dope. He's a chill, cool guy, I assume. He had a good show. I can't remember what it was called after maybe one called like joey or some shit but joey tribbiani and there's rachel he was in top gear once Mm -hmm. he was in top gear top gear yeah fucking away wow he was on top gear sick yeah yeah no it was a good show it was a good show but it was also not that good of a show for what you're expecting of shows now like yeah. Game of Thrones, yeah. The that's Wire. Probably, that's way better. Have you watched The Wire? No. That's a good show. Damn. I wish I was alive, like, as a now, 20 years ago, for that exact reason. But also, I'm, I think I'm okay here. All, or I could go farther back, like the 60s. Being 21 at, like, 1969, get wrecked. Woodstock. Would you say that I should like watch more shows? Oh, I yeah. I don't really watch shows. I don't really watch any shows. I'm saying more shows. I take a show at a time. Sometime like The Sopranos, Unreal. If you get HBO, there's three shows right there for you. Yeah. Or you can. We'll talk after about this. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I have HBO. Okay. No, it's uh, I have, yeah. But um, there's also. Do you have Netflix? Yeah, I do. Dude, Netflix has some good shows too. Not that I'm thinking about it, but I've seen like Breaking Bad. Yeah. Dexter, I think it's Dexter too. That's a fun one. We're watching Dexter with with you and uh, and no prep. Yeah, it's a cool show. Mm-hmm. Kind of unrealistic, but yes. portrays the way they are. It's not what they're doing. That's what Dexter does necessarily that portrays a psychopath well. But it's how he's going about it that's like a little better, but it's still overdone. I don't know. He's a good actor. Did a good job. Mm-hmm. I have like 
hard to be perfectly realistic without having to act also you're acting I mean, it's a show they're meant to show you what's going on in the, in the most present way but best way um we lost expression you ever watched ozark with alex yeah i saw ozark before i don't know when i saw ozark i've watched it many times that's a sick show that's yeah, fun really, that's intense really it's weird and weirdly intense for how weird the interactions are as well i mean they're crazy but just what where they are that's the main one there's some yeah, freaking just, the ozarks yeah. lakes yeah. just some crazy shit <laughs> that's yes yeah, that's, yeah. The, that snail. the snail guy he's scottish or irish he's irish really yes pete Snails, yeah. Mm, it's like Mike Gill looking. They're, 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 they're like just that, weird right. people, like you know. The snails, yeah. Like, those, those are just the type of people that live. What was her fucking name? How Darla. The wife. Yeah. She was nuts. She was crazy. <laughs> she was the most intense <laughs> person on that show. Most She's violent. Next She's next level. Yeah. Her husband was rational. Yeah, <laughs> he was. But the dude, have you watched the last season? I watched the, all of it. Okay, okay. So the last season, the last episode, the last scene is nuts. We can't talk about it because I'm not. I don't know if people watch. It's been there for a while, so yeah. I'm gonna spoil it for a lot of people, <laughs> even though they may not be listening. Yeah, maybe they'll be listening because this is a shorter podcast. We're we're gonna have to spill this. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. Fine. No, nah, it's not that big of a deal. Well, uh, fuck. I don't even know how to say it. What's his What's his name? What's his name? The dealer. The the lord. The drug lord. Um, fuck. Isn't isn't that isn't it like Rio Del Rio? Del Rio? No. Well, there's Del. Oh, there's Del, but. But then there's the. Manga. Whatever. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Got some okay. Mercs um Wow, I'm blanking on the names. <laughs> see, I'm not I know who they are, I see their faces. The blonde wife and uh Jason Bateman. Oh, Marty Bird. Marty Bird and Wendy. Yeah. And Wendy, Wendy Bird. Yeah, they no, they don't get murked. It's um they don't it's like oh Remember, it's like because of like horses or something like that. Yeah, remember that? Remember yeah. the horses? Yeah, I gotta watch that it again. Wild. Yeah, that was crazy, dude. There's some good ass shows out there. Mm-hmm. I like how. Yeah, that's just how nice. many options. Yeah, and it's something that you can. It's like reading a book in that. Here's what type of people can be. Mm-hmm. While it hasn't happened, it doesn't mean it can't happen. With those kinds of shows, when it's about things, I mean, The Wire is true. Eh, it's not totally true. Like things, those things didn't occur, but the general landscape of of the setting was realistic to some extent. I don't know, but that's like the general consensus from the shit I hear. Obviously, there's also defense. There's a huge defense against it from within the community, but I, I've also heard that quote most people. So probably from Baltimore too. Agree with how they said it. Made a good point, apparently. 
I'm, again, I don't know. I've also heard that otherwise. So it goes both ways. But even then, those shows have real people doing real shit that could happen, but it's acted. So it's also not not that realistic. Yeah, it's not because they haven't happened. But it's like so. In, it's so interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. Because it like seems it, like it seems like it could be real. Yeah, it really could. They ran that fucking hard of a reality at us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the mafia was real. The Sopranos. If Game of Thrones was real, then we wouldn't even have this. This would be u- rendered useless. Or we would have this, and we'd have dragons. <laughs> That's another one. We have dragons and magic still. We just know how to harness it and have technology. But then we wouldn't be bums. I would learn some fucking magic. I'd be some, I'd be some wacko doing mm-hmm. some crazy spiritual. I guess that's not wacko. Why did I say wacko? I have a question for you, Nico. Yeah. Um, what are your, like, what are you thinking about, like, when you're going to come back to school? You know? I am in the fall. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I'm readmitted. It's fucking easy. Just signed up. I was like, yeah, you're in. It's like, shit. I mean, because I have a voluntary leave. It's like, write your name, then the. It's like. Yeah, write, fill my name in my email. Up. Yeah, it's like my original year. Yeah. They're like, cool. You want to live on campus? Yeah, I do. That was another one. Where do you want to live? I don't know. Maybe, I want a single. I want to live alone. I like this. Yeah. Or at least just having a room to myself, having a having a or a suite. I don't know, but having my own room, yeah. big thing. That's the big. We're gonna thing. be we're gonna be together. Yeah. So I feel like we should all get a place where we all have singles. It's just like just for us. Yeah, I could do that. That's that's kind of what I was thinking. I think that's a good idea. If it's possible, we gotta yeah, try it like, out. There's like a basement in Greenway where it's just like all rooms that. And like you own the floor if every single room is filled up. It's how many rooms is it though? That's the I thing. Think it's like five or six rooms. What? <laughs> and they're big. They're not. Nice. That's not that many. No, but like, it's a lot. But it's know, not that many. I'm saying like it's just like yeah, that. That's the whole floor. Just, yeah, you can have people upstairs. Oh. Uh, I mean, that's not. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah. I just want a single man. I don't give a shit where they where it is. As long as it's it'd be cool if we, we could all stay next to each other though. Yeah, absolutely. I think that would be fun. I also want to branch out though. I'm thinking about that. Yeah, you do. I really grounded myself on the soccer team. Yeah. So and like people just outside of the soccer team circle. But also, that was weird. I also have, like, I know a lot of people from Amherst, but I'm not super also, close yeah, with a lot of people in Amherst. Yeah, you I feel also that. do that. I want to be more, have more friends that I just, yeah. like, connections. Not, like, friends, friends, but friends. Still friends. They're all friends. They're all good people. However, yeah. there's levels to the friendship. And yeah. some of it's super loose over seeing them once every month, once every week. A limited yeah. conversation daily yeah. see you at school pretty much daily see fucking our class pretty much daily 
for them sometimes not but probably at some point in, at the night from the, the, the time you wake up till when you go to bed since it's very wide ranged usually <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't it does vary but it's yeah it's good it goes anywhere from nine to four yeah <laughs> so that's uh yeah that's like an afternoon. It's like a morning to afternoon, but it's night to morning. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Bedtime. I could go to bed at night sometimes. I gotta. That sucks on a Friday. <laughs> we had a game, I think. Friday you, you night. You don't have any like you don't have any like ideas of dorms that you'd want to stay in. <sighs> yeah, I mean I thought about more. More sounds chill. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't want Val. I wouldn't want Moro. That sounds like a weird, overly protected dorm. And that Moro, I think it's Moro, across from Moprat, yeah. Morris Pratt. It's, yeah. a, it's all cleans, like cleanse. I mean, not cleans. It's, it's like cleansing the way they treat it as that. Got to keep the, the whole dorm clean all the time. And that's the main focus. And then by that, mm-hmm. no smells with that. And they're like, well, they don't get that chill. Yeah. But uh, but other than that, and also if you want to have like a lot of friends over, you probably can't because you'll yeah. just. It's just a quiet dorm. That's what it yes. is. So I can live in Greenway though. Greenway's dope if you have a good situation i don't know I, I feel like all the rooms are just like modernized so that seems a little better mm-hmm. but also it's like yeah, i don't know i can i don't really give a shit about the old school like i could i could still sleep be there as well it's the same it's yeah. still available Imagine having a view of the field yeah but we're never gonna the one thing that i would ever want to do from my field is watch a game and i've never done that and i'm never going to do that unless oh because we you're going to be playing it Mm-hmm. Until I graduate, so yeah. and then then I'm not probably not gonna go in Greenway into a room in Greenway after I graduate. I don't know, maybe I don't know. That would be weird. I don't know. That'd be there's nothing there that would require me there. Look, do you know what classes you want to take? Have you started looking at classes yet? Not yet. I'm gonna start doing that this week actually. Sunday, so that's why I do these podcasts. I do them now. I chill out, get some good vibes going, just mm-hmm. talk about shit, and then I sleep really well, and then I feel good in the morning, and I, it gets me through the productivity of working all day and then doing stuff at night, making sure I'm yeah. trying. And it's hard. I'm still being a little bitch about my phone. That's being annoying. Yeah. I'm very aware of it now. Now I'm making steps to do stuff about it rather than just go, yeah, I'll just stop using it and continuing to use it and rationalizing myself to use it. That's, that's the thing. Just rationalizing. Fucking idiot. No, I don't know. It's not like that. I just know that I can stop. Yeah. I haven't yet, but I'm trying. Yeah. That's, that's a so, tough thing. It's a tough thing. Noticing your behaviors and then changing them. 
for the better. It's like, yeah, I should. Yeah. I'm not trying hard enough is what it is. <laughs> it's the reality situation. Like, yeah. It's not going to kill me. Although I do watch right. dumb shit. No. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of sports stuff. That's why dominated phone time. You, what was your what was your favorite Val meal that you remember? Some sandwich. I can't remember what it was. Egg McCharlie, maybe. Those were pretty fucking good. Or the Charlie McChickens. McChickens, those were those. Or Charlie's chickens or something like that. Yeah, maybe that. That was also dope. I'm trying to think. Buffalo chicken wrap. Remember Buffalo, Buffalo chicken wrap was unreal. Because it's warm, the warm chicken, and like yeah. just perfectly, yeah, yeah. edible. <laughs> um, there's good stuff actually. I ate pretty much everything, except there's like a Cobb salad. I'm like, fuck that. Why would you put a bowl of Cobb salad for everyone? What a forceful move. And they have <laughs> options here. Like, give me a chance. Cunt. No, I'm joking. It's all. <laughs> Give me a chance. Give me a chance to choose. No, I just have, I have actually a lot of sandwiches though. That's the cool part. And they have the panini press. Fuck yes. We have a panini press. We also have the smallest fucking dining hall situation in the world. (laughs) We have in proportion to what the ability of opportunity we could have for how big this damn Val could be. Oh, and how many more vowels we could have. We could have more dining halls, but we just like, no, <laughs> no, we want to compress you in this one fucking building that ha- the top level is where people live. And then the bottom level is the kitchen. And then that's it. The one floor and you get a l- l- half of the, no, a quarter of the top floor. I see it half the top floor. Wow. I'm bitching it too much. I think it's just mm-hmm. funny. I think it's just funny. Yeah. I don't really care. I eat. I sit down. Sometimes, die. I get. I get a seat pretty much every time. But sometimes where I have to stand for a while. That's a bitch. I'm like, dang, it's full. Like twelve thirty. Yeah. Eleven fifty to twelve thirty. Like on a Wednesday. It's such like a random day in the week. Tuesday or something. It's just everyone feasting. That was, that was crazy. And Saturday's nice. Friday's chill. Yeah. For the most, no, not Friday. Friday's lunch, no. Saturday's lunch is fine because people just do whatever the fuck they want. They're not on a work schedule that day. Most students. Dude, I don't know if I'm ready to encounter that many people at once. <laughs> <laughs> that was After the fucking bitch about it. That was the shit. That's After the that. part that sucked. Dude, it's so many people sitting in this very compressed room and it's loud as fuck in there when you're walking around. You look at, you walk out and you see everyone and they all see you and you you go, okay, there's no one. Ah, Fuck this. And then you got to go back in. You got to go back into the fucking tunnel of people that you go upstairs, you go upstairs. And then there's that, and then everyone sees you, and they go, what the the fuck is this guy? What's he doing? Sometimes they don't notice you. Sometimes they don't notice you. I swear, I swear, getting to see that Val is like, 
It's a Bro. puzzle in and of itself just to yeah. find a seat that's available. It's a puzzle. It's a puzzle. It's a battle. <laughs> it's so many things that's not like fun. Moving, moving chairs. It's only fun when I'm not looking. It's only nice to be in Val when I'm not looking for a seat. When it's like <laughs> 25% full. Chill as fuck. I can do that. Doesn't that, yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, 25% isn't, is, it's such, uh, idiots, idiots. <laughs> isn't deciding to change this. Yeah. Beyond me. I'm going to talk to them. No, I'm not going to call them because I don't have, I just think they're idiots, but I don't have the actual answer to that problem. So, but I know they have an answer. You know, more space. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I mean, that would be amazing. That, that would be, be like a breath of fresh air. That'd be good. I would. I lost my train of thought, so. <laughs> well, no, I was just asking you what your your favorite Val meals were. Oh well, yes, yeah. yeah. And it oh. turned into that. It turned the size of Val. Big problem. But yeah, no, I I mean. There's a, yeah, I think every meal I've eaten. So I, and I like them all for the most part. There's some that are booty, but I can't remember them because it's been such a long time now since I, it's been over a year since I last ate a Val meal. I don't fucking know what a Val meal is anymore. I don't, I mean, I do obviously, but it just feels weird. weird now. Yeah. I mean, I cook for myself entirely. Sometimes like once a month, maybe twice a month. I'll go and eat somewhere or I'll be at a house or something. Someone, someone feeds me. I don't feed myself. <laughs> I can. Yeah. So it's rare. That experience right there is holy shit. That's something that like right now, I mean, you just don't have to do because of Val. Dude, I wonder what it's like at like other colleges. Yeah. Cause I mean, there's houses there. And those houses have kitchens, but how used are they? So do you just go to the fucking hundreds of dining halls they have everywhere? Places to eat that you can just get throughout all campus. Like, imagine how mind-jarring it would be for like someone from a completely random student from another school to spend one day in Val, like, mm. a busy day. Yeah. It'd be very uh, intimidating. Yeah. Or not really. And the recruits might feel like they're in high school. Because <laughs> it's it fucking, that's one thing. Like Amherst has felt, one description I've had of it, has, it it's felt like I was in college and high school. Like it's mm -hmm. both in one. It's like what I thought college would be and then what I worried college would be, which would be the same thing that high school would felt like for a co-ed high school, like a huge co-ed high school or a big co-ed high school because I went to an old boys high school and that was fucking awesome. I had a lot of fun, but I know how to interact with people. It was fun. Like it's worked out. Amherst has worked out great, yeah. but it's also felt like what the other version of, of just co-ed high school experience was um, yeah. for, yeah, just um, yeah. cause it's such a small high school and the Val part's huge. And then like, just the number, it's just enough where, you, you know, if you have going a specific enough schedule, 
continued, you're going to start seeing the same people at the same time every day. And like Val is the same thing. I keep circulating back to Val or throughout campus. It is. There's a lot of patterns. And that was the whole thing about coding though, because they code patterns, but sometimes people don't have specified continued ritualized schedules. They just fucking follow. Like they sometimes go to breakfast, sometimes don't. Some don't go to breakfast at all. And then they'll wake up right before their classes and their classes only before mm-hmm. their classes. After that, they'll just sleep in, which mm-hmm. is something I did. And I was like, no, nope, this is annoying now because it was just tiring. It was just yeah. exhausting to just sit through class after having just woken up, did it for like a week or two. Like, nope. No, it, can, it can be tough, man, but it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. We're learning, we're learning a lot of good stuff. Yeah, Edwards is out. Uh, I have a lot of great experiences. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of great experiences. Yeah, we have. I feel like there's a lot more to have that yeah, I... A lot more to have. Yes. For me, there is a lot more to I know there's yeah. a lot more to have. Fucking two more years. You got a year once I'm back. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be so weird i got my last year yeah you gotta come back i we gotta see you when i'm a senior if there's like any way i could watch a game i would watch a game yeah yeah it's just like i gotta make Damn. sure that i'm in the amherst yeah yeah if you can get yeah. two amherst that would be the biggest fun oh yeah. <sighs> well it is just past 12 and we said we would wrap this up at 12 (laughs) and i just looked over at the clock and even though it's ahead by eight minutes or two minutes i mean it says 10 08 and you look tired and i'm i'm chilling i'm okay i'm chilling low i've enjoyed listening oh yeah i've been doing a lot of yeah but uh no, it's been great, bro. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun, I mean, man. We could do this another time, but yeah, I'll probably just go to sleep. <laughs> well, I uh, remember, 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 I got school. Remember, I got yeah, school. you got school. Well, okay. in 48 hours. Yeah, but still, like, I have other <laughs> things to do. Like, I know, I know, I know. I'm messing with you. I got done. Yeah. But no, all good, bro. <laughs> it was good talking to you, man. Yeah, it was great. I can't wait to listen to this. Yeah, it should be interesting. Yeah.